mean, what is soul? Allora, adesso te lo dico io. Cos'è soul? Non importa come lo fai. Più alto possibile, meglio è. Pensavi di far saperlo tutto. Nel suono giù nell'Atlantico. Col miglior ritmo su questo pianeta. Canta se vuoi, non ti sbaglierai. Accendi questa bomba. Hello and welcome to Plague Tapes 36, I believe. So we've got to that stage. It's another one of those lovely days where it's been bright all day, but it's definitely been cold. But I just came back from a lovely walk in the park, so everything is good. Uh, this show is going to have news in it so we're going to have an update from Andrew later on but before that we're going to have a Kraftwerk mix so you probably heard I'm sure you've heard that Florian Schneider at the age of 73 passed away and Kraftwerk were a band that I remember from my youth even and that pure electronic sound just appeared to be incredibly sophisticated and I know that they were from Dusseldorf, but I've always felt that they were more than that. They were definitely European and sophisticated. It just seemed like they had a handle on things that were outside of my remit at that time. Because I was probably 10 when I remember the model and uh, seeing these guys they're like robots in their red and their black performing and that would have been I think that's 78 so and then the longer you went on the longer the more you heard about them the more fascinated you got with them so these kind of sophisticated Europeans who were telling us that we should travel on trains and do all the other things and when I got a bit older I got into cycling and found out that they were totally they were there before me about that as well apparently they used to come over here and cycle in the Wicklow mountains and I think they stayed up uh, in Wicklow in one of the Guinness houses for a while just because they like cycling around I think it was Ralph and Florian who uh, were really into the cycling so 
there's other DJs who've done stuff. Don Roscoe did a really good mix of the early stuff, so you can hear that. But I was trying to think of what I would do for Plague Tapes 36, and inevitably I'm going to get around to playing uh, craftwork because I've got a lot of craftwork. So this is my attempt. A lot of them are the hits you'll recognize. There's one cover version, and then there's one remix, and I'll put all the details in a track listing when I get around to doing a track listing and then after all this you'll have the news from Andrew where we'll be talking about our approach towards the relaxation and where we're at in the fight against COVID-19 in the year of our plague 2020 yeah, let's hear some beautiful craftwork.
Jetzt schalten wir das Radio an. Aus dem Lautsprecher klingt es dann. Oh, oh, oh.
Welt als
Faith Connection TEE Trans Europe Express Trans Europe Express Trans Europe Express Trans Europe Express
There you have it, really, and there's not much more to be said. Quite an impressive back catalogue, isn't it? That was uh, the Kraftwerk mix for Florian Schneider, and yeah, I just, I had fun putting that together, so I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I'm going to go off, get a cup of tea, um, and I'm going to try and round up our correspondent and... Let's do the news for Plague Tapes 36, which I think I have to go and check. But I do think that that's about where we're at. I'm pretty sure it was 35 yesterday. This is 36 and 36 would be going out on. Um, Yeah, 35 was about Sacco and Vanzetti. So 36 uh, is going out tonight, Wednesday. So I have rounded up our correspondent for the news. Uh, so Andrew will be with us shortly. But before that happens, I wanted to tell you one Kraftwerk story. I'm allowed one Kraftwerk story. And they played, they hadn't played for a number of years. But around the late 90s to mid 90s, I mean, they got the maximum amount of respect that was due. Because Detroit had happened. Dance music had been on the rise consistently since the late 80s, early 90s. Um, Detroit really happened because of three guys getting together. There was Juan Atkins, Kevin Sanderson and Derek May and they just used to listen to a DJ there called um, The Wizard and I think that was actually Jeff Mills but I'm not entirely sure. Um, And anyway, he was playing a lot of uh, Africa Bombada, Kraftwerk and everything else and they said that Detroit really emerged from emerging of all those uh, beautiful musics so Kraftwerk returned to the stage to perform and in 1997 they performed in uh, the Tribal Gathering in Luton in 1997 
And by that stage, all the DJs, the word was out. I mean, everybody knew that they were innovators and the godfathers of dance music. So when Crawford played at the Tribal Gathering in 1997, all the other tents had to close down because no other DJ wanted to play when Kraftwerk were performing. Um, so I think that in itself is a story that kind of enshrines their importance in the the overarching pantheon, I'd say, of dance gods. Uh, they're right up there. So that's why it was fun to do. And I think... Andrew's going to be with us now and we can do the news for Plague Tapes 36. And if solutions within this system are so impossible to find, then maybe we should change the system itself. to our news jingle the more I realise that it sounds quite apocalyptic with that big atomic but I suppose we've got choices where are we heading that is the question and are we just going to watch history unfold or are we going to actively try and move it in the direction we want anyway that's that's my very weird way of introducing Andrew who's here in the studio uh, with the news we didn't have news last night and now Wednesday the 13th of May 2020 the year of our plague we have news and what is that news Andrew? Uh, yes yeah, so I'm trying to remember last night, last night I was just really tired yeah uh, and that's allowed it's it, allowed it would have been the uh, Tuesday so it was the testing thing um, yeah, so I would say what's characterising the Neffet press conferences is a quiet confidence that we're heading towards having the disease under enough control on May 18th for the relaxation to go ahead. I don't think there's any real doubt about that at the moment. Um, uh, the, the new cases per day are kind of like 0.6, of a percent which is obviously pretty low, uh, like uh, 3% is kind of like a, a, a flat line, everything else is in, in decline after that, it, you know, which is compatible with the idea of, of the O-value being about 0. 0.8, 0. 0.7, 0. 0.6, somewhere around there. Okay. Uh, I'd say we were in with a reasonable chance of it being below 100 by the 18th, maybe even quite a bit below below 100. Um, the When you say point below 100, what do you mean? New cases a day. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. 
the... Is it currently not below 100? Like no, uh, no, today was 159. I mean, the thing is, like, right. the, the kind of day-by-day figures are a bit meaningless because there is a fair amount of random bounce. So I think that yesterday might have been 130. Yeah. You okay. know, so it's been kind of... Like, if, if you're looking at it plotted over a week, you see it zigzagging up and down, but declining in the course over the week. So what most... Most people who do graphs yeah. do either five or day, seven day averages because it averages out all that random. Ah, okay, you yeah, get something yeah. that looks a bit more smoother and you can read. Right. Uh, there were 10 deaths today, which is the lowest since March sometime. I'm not exactly sure which. Um, although, of course, there are deaths reported. Uh, so they'll be actually spread out over a few days. Uh, 64 still in the intensive care units. Uh, which I think might have been up one on yesterday, but uh, again, that's like down from a height of 160. So all those different measures are basically all saying the same thing. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, that gets us in an interesting position. People will probably have seen um, articles about other countries who've come out of lockdown and concern about rising rates of infection in Germany in particular. Like there's oh, all the okay. tabloid headlines about it. I'm not... Yeah. I haven't had a good chance to look into it. Uh, so this is this is the situation we're heading into. Yeah. And it's quite tricky because I think there's a certain sense that, and this is partially from people thinking about it in terms of battles and wars, that we have won where we haven't actually because I mean, the virus is still sitting there waiting uh, and will obviously grab whatever opportunities it can. Um, and whether or not it has an opportunity really depends on our behaviours. Uh, yeah. and, and that's that's the kind of key thing to understand that it really does matter what each of us is doing individually in the next period and I, I think of what I was going to say I always think of what each night what is it that I particularly want to say and uh, it's it's kind of like I think what people should be looking at now like at a certain point it was like we need to talk about the reagents we need to put pressure on the companies to free that up you know like that. there was a lot of big policy stuff but i think we're now at the point where actually really the thing to do would be to spend a bit of time finding out about the whole social distancing idea how it works why two meters is important uh because it's actually really hard to do like particularly if you're meeting people you haven't seen in ages it's very artificial to stay two meters away from them rather than running up to them and hugging them or whatever else right uh, and unfortunately, because the virus is sitting there, the one thing we can't do is the running up and hugging, which is the natural instinct. So yeah. you'll have that that difficulty. Um, one interesting piece of information I picked up, actually, is that as well as counting close contact as being if you're within two metres of somebody for more than 15 minutes, yeah. right? Um, We've heard that frequently. That we've heard that frequently. The show. other thing yeah. also counting is that if you spend two hours indoors with somebody at all, right? Two uh, hours indoors. Yeah. So if regardless of distance, regardless of distance. So if you're in the same room, so basically that what that means is what you don't want to be thinking of is having people over for dinner indoors because that'll be for two hours, and if one of you has the virus, then the odds of you, everybody else getting it, are actually really high. And, we, and part of the reason I think they started saying that is there's, you know, we have the advantage now of, of, of more time than we had two months ago. So that's more time for people to have done some proper research on known infections and things. And uh, I've talked about the Korean call center before where, you know, uh, a lot of people are sharing the same floor got infected. There's a, a, a church infection in Seattle where it was a church choir singing. And although they maintained 
social distance uh, and had hand sanitizer and all that. In fact, it, it still ended up with most of them caught uh, coronavirus and a couple of people died uh, just because they were in the same space for that sort of period. So we're seeing that uh, there's also a, 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 a restaurant in China where they did something similar. Um, and that's all to do with viral load and things. So that that's I think that's probably the the key. Now, thankfully, we're coming into summer, so we have a period where it's going to be easier to do that. But uh, yeah, the obvious thing is stay outdoors. <laughs> easier to stay outdoors and meet people outdoors. In summer, than... yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so what they're talking about is, I think, if I remember correctly, for Monday, is that you could meet three friends in the park, sort of stuff. Right. You know. So. That's the sort of thing. So that that's I mean that would be quite okay. a significant restoration of social relationships. But the key thing we need to understand is that it's not that they're being restored and that this has been won. There's still, you know, there's still say there's still a hundred new infections a day out there. But even apart from that, there's there's still thousands of people who are infectious. Yeah, um, because it takes at least fourteen days before you're not. So like, there's going to be lots and lots of opportunities for additional infections and we know the way that then multiplies up yeah uh yeah so, so the other key like... stuff is the hand washing the elbow coughing uh staying at home if you have the slightest hint of any symptom whatsoever any fever any cough anything new whatsoever then you just don't make that you know don't make that date you've arranged basically if you met you're going to meet people in the park don't cancel um that's that's like really really essential what they were emphasizing today was if you have a symptom, then get on to the, 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 the doctor straight away and get yourself tested. Yeah. Uh, don't leave it till tomorrow to see if it gets better. Uh, because the faster you get tested, the faster they get results, the faster they do the contact tracing. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and that slows down that slows down the rate of infection. Yeah, so, yeah. so the, the way to think about it is that the, the gap between um, somebody, I can't remember what the technical term for this, the gap between me being symptomatic, right, and me having infected you and you becoming symptomatic is about five days, right? Right. So basically, uh, and you, you tend to be infectious a couple of days before you're symptomatic. So basically what they need to be able to do is get that test and contact tracing fast enough so that, okay, I get sick, right, and I've, I've had a meal with you or whatever, right? Uh, so you're going to get sick, right? Uh, but I get tested fast enough that they tell you before you've got sick. So then you isolate. So you still get sick and yeah, maybe the other yeah, two people in the room get sick. Yeah, yeah. But it stops with the three of us. Yes. And it's not the case that you two in turn each infect yeah, another because five. Because the longer, the longer it goes on, the more the lag there is, the more the time allows for more people to get infected. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. You're trying to shut down... Yeah, if you, if you can stop it after that first transmission, then sure. it keeps petering out, basically. Yeah. If you can't stop it after that first transmission, then you probably also can't stop it after the second one and the third one. And the, you know, like it just goes yeah. out. So that's that's the kind of key thing in terms of testing. Then, I mean, the, there's two things I was going to say in relation to it. It's very hard for people not to feel like when this has been the only thing that people have been thinking about or talking about for the last six weeks or eight weeks. And initially, the entire thing was set at flattening the curve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you flatten the curve, which we have successfully yeah. flattened, it's very hard for people not to get into the mindset that it's been won because, yeah. that's, because that was the major objective. But I'm beginning to see this more as a series of battles. And if you win this battle... 
it means you move on to the next battle and the next battle is what replaces uh what replaces normal because we're not going to be going back to normal but we're going to be going back to this relaxation of uh, rules so i'm a great believer in giving people as much information as possible so that they can make informed choices for themselves and in the run up to the 18th which is what it's only six days away or tuesday isn't it next yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. tuesday six days. have they given any indication as to what this is going to look like in terms of what they, they said something about three you can meet three other people in a park or outdoors yeah. but you can't I presume this thing about not being two hours indoors with anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's no... So that means there's no dinner parties. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, outdoor ones, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. but like, what does it mean? Like, yeah. yeah, for... But there's yeah. no, like, people aren't... Com- like, if yeah. you being outside, it's too fucking cold <laughs> to be outside <laughs> anyway. So, brunch. therefore... You brunch. Uh, I mean, and the other thing to add with that is that that two metres thing, 15 minutes... I mean, the other thing to realise, if you actually make physical contact with somebody then lots of virus can transfer instantly. Right? Right. So that, that's the reason for the no hugging and no handshaking. Right. Like, you know, if one of you is sick, you've coughed into your hand, maybe without even really noticing it, you shake hands with somebody, whack, they've suddenly got loads of virus on their hand, and at some point they're going to touch their face. So that's the respiratory hygiene, is not touching your face, you know, unless you've just washed your hands or whatever. But, you know, as people will know, that's a really hard thing to do. Like, particularly if you're yeah. sitting around with chatting with people, you'll start absent-minded. If people... Yeah, yeah, I, I was looking at a video of myself talking to you the other night, and I thought it was hilarious because I was just all the time. I was, yeah, I, was I know, me too. Very I hard know. not to do it. Yeah, um, and also, so like, if you were thinking of doing a, a barbecue, right, for instance, then the problem is you often end up sharing utensils. So exactly the same thing happens. There's there's a really good Japanese video where they did this with ultraviolet paint. So they, they they had people have a buffet and then they turned on the ultraviolet lights and you and so one person had the paint in their hands initially and then it just showed up and it was on everybody's faces it was you know they were all covered in it it had all spread so it's the same sort of ideas so yeah uh, you know you what you you you'd be you'd be thinking of I think they don't want you to have barbecues but I I've got to run with that as the imagined four person barbecue you're having you know you'd be thinking of that whoever's hosting it puts out cutlery where they have sterilized the cutlery and then they're handling it with gloves when they're laying it out for people and then they don't touch it and nobody touches anything other than their own stuff and yeah flip a burger onto the plate without touching anything in the process that's you know so that's quite a complicated it sounds way too complicated for the average uh irish get together yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So but, it, but these are the behaviors we need to learn that's the problem like if right. we want to actually be able to socialize we have to actually learn how to do that um, it, it, it it's like if people get it a bit wrong, it can be individually disastrous in that you might infect somebody and they might die, which is pretty bad. Uh, but if it's only a bit wrong at, at the society level, it still won't necessarily push her above one. You know, so there's kind of like that that concept there's room for error. The the talk about introducing mask wearing right for for yeah. congested situations like public transport and uh, possibly some shopping and stuff, and that that's also. You know, a mask a mask doesn't give you a hundred percent protection, doesn't give you any you know, it's probably only giving you thirty percent protection or something, right? If everybody wears them, then maybe collectively it gives everybody seventy percent protection because basically if, if anybody is infected and they cough or they're breathing heavily, it goes into the mask rather than into the air. Or most of it can still infect other people. But that seventy percent can pull an error value of one point two down 
to 0.8 so it does protect some of the individuals in that group but it actually also protects society as a whole from her going above one and you get that exponential increase so that's okay. that's the dance we're doing the real the the obvious most effective thing is if we can get case numbers down pretty close to zero yeah um, because then most of the time you're pretty safe and if everybody follows those sort of guidelines then the occasional time when it's not safe it might be unlucky for one or two of the people present but you don't get an explosion of cases you just get a few that then get rapidly stamped on yeah that's what we're looking so at. we so then going back to the 18th um there have we got indications as to what the relaxation is going to look like we know that it's going to be difficult whatever we're going to do it's not this so this round isn't much right this round so what is it yeah, like what does it look like outdoor construction workers um i think the same garden centers can open again uh the the i'm pretty sure that four people meeting outdoors is in that might even be mixing that up with phase three two, but i don't think i have three well yeah, yeah i guess okay. it's, it's four yeah. people all together meeting three right. other people um uh, they're gonna like I th I think the the guidelines they're gonna give us in, in detail exactly what it is, but it's that sort of level of relatively minor stuff. I know in terms of the health service, uh, what they're gonna do is they're gonna try and restart some of the screening processes, starting with cancer, right. and also restart some of the routine treatments, right? Because obviously, uh, the problem with with screening or treatment is you're bringing healthy people into a hospital. They're, you know, you're exposing them to medical staff who are a high-risk group, so you have a danger of, of infecting people who are otherwise yeah. healthy. I know? had two friends, two college friends I was on a Zoom call last week with, and both of them were going in for minor procedures, um, and both of them had to be tested before they went yeah. to the hospital, because yeah. they had to be negative before they were allowed to even go into the hospital, so... Yeah, yeah, that's what. So, so they're that's being... Standard. That's what yeah. they're doing now. They're, they're, the they're trying to be really careful, but it's obviously a scenario where it would not be... You could have somebody who's pre-symptomatic, yeah. uh, you know, infects a doctor, that doctor's pre-symptomatic, and then infects a load of patients. So you can see why they're, they're, they're yeah. trying to be uh, really careful with that. So the, the, the stuff they're prioritizing is, uh, I, I think they have an expression where they call it high gain, low risk. Right. So okay. on, on the oh, social level, yeah. actually being able to meet with a few people is high gain. But if you're only doing it outdoors, then it's relatively low risk because they're... they're, they're yeah, you know, outdoor transmission doesn't seem to happen very much at all. And is it the distance? Is it the same three people, or is it different three people? And they, like, they haven't said like, that. So it sounds like you're like it's allowed to be different three people, but uh, space it. <laughs> I'd say space it out a couple of days apart. Uh, yes. Because the the problem the problem is that uh, they're going to need to start getting very specific because they, if they, people yeah have a really loose interpretation, it means you meet three people. Yeah. And by Sunday, you've met twenty-one people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. so that's that is that that is the risk. It, it's less of a risk if you if it's happening outdoors. Um, but yeah, they, I I think the the challenge because I mean I've I've come across this talking to friends that it becomes it's fairly obvious that I think a lot of people are kind of a, more or less following the instructions, but are not paying that much attention to why and what's going on because they kind of don't want to deal with their, the stress of it all right and that's why, yeah. they find if they just it's ignore a trigger it, warning for this yeah, yeah, yeah. precisely for the people just want to listen to music and not listen to us talk yeah. about it yeah. yeah it makes life it makes life harder for them so they're avoiding it but they but there is the problem that as you as you relax things then the instructions become more complex like they're 
don't leave your house <laughs> unless you're buying food is a fairly simple instruction. Or yeah. don't leave your house yeah. unless you're exercising on your own is a fairly simple instruction. There's no, no real space for anything to go wrong with that. Yeah. Whereas if you're going, well, you can meet three people outside, but don't meet them inside and don't share food or utensils or whatever yeah. else. And yeah. Don't hug and don't, you know, that then becomes much more complex and, and harder for people to understand. Yeah. Uh, but the challenge as a society is enough of us have to understand it and implement it and encourage others to implement it to keep our down below. Yeah, I get that. Um, is there anything else in terms of uh, the three kilometer, five kilometer, whatever the hell that is? Like, the, are people going to be able to go distances? Um, or, they are reopening some sports stuff because there's this been a whole thing about, about basketball, and golf, and, and golf, yeah, things where people kind of stand a distance apart. Anyway, yeah. and the golf thing's been controversial because the five kilometer limit still applies for exercising. Right. Uh, and then people were saying, well, is it the golf club who's responsible for making sure people haven't come from more than five kilometres away? And the golf clubs are saying, Very oh, good no, point. we're not going to be enforcing that. Not and then you've had somewhat misleading media reporting saying the five kilometre limit doesn't apply. So there's all that. But there's no expansion of the distance, I think, at this stage. I think the next phase, they're talking about expanding it to 20 kilometres. Uh, and it's not till... When is the next phase? Uh, it's then? three weeks apart. Right. right, and the reason they're three weeks apart is so that... something middle of June, beginning of June. Yeah, somewhere. the three weeks apart is basically if something goes wrong and more people start getting sick, you get the first indication of that between five and ten days when they your test numbers start to go up. Then about ten, eleven days, you get the second indications, which are people start to go into hospital and ICU. Yeah. And then at, at about 23 days, so just past the, the three weeks, uh, they start the average time of death arrives, right? right. Uh, but obviously you'll start to see that a bit before it. So in other words, you make a change, you're looking at five days later, are we seeing more new cases? You're looking 10 days later, are we seeing people turning up in hospital or in ICUs? And then right at the end of the period, you're saying, oh, our deaths also starting to pick up again. So this raises an interesting point because if we stay on the 18th, we start doing good, good elbow cough care. <laughs> if we start doing this and... We get it wrong. Is there a possibility that we're gonna go back? I yes. mean that's what they're saying. They're basically gonna they're kind of they seem to be strongly indicating that if we mess up we'll get we'll go back to square one or we'll go back to lockdown conditions. It mightn't be square one. Um Yeah. Uh, like it basically so there's two things that are gonna matter, right? right? One is how low the case number is on the eighteenth, right? Mm. If 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 we only have 10 cases a day in the 18, even if we fucked up incredibly badly, yeah. that 10 is going to be, you know, you get the 33% increase a day. So the 10 becomes 13, the 13 becomes 17, seven, you know, like you get that yeah. sort of increase. But because you're starting at 10, yeah. those numbers are not very big, right? If you're starting yeah. at 10,000, those numbers become astronomical really quickly. Yeah. Uh, you know, so by day five, when you begin to see the new symptoms turning up, yeah. You're you're only up at about eighty at that stage, you know. Yeah. Uh, by the hospitalisation stage, you're up in the hundreds. Now, I mean the hundreds is not good, but yeah. you know it's it's quite manageable. Like, but you've got wiggle room at, as it is, and yeah. as we're heading, so that the trajectory is we're going to be, we're going to be hopefully sub one hundred cases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is a much bigger problem with that same multiplier, obviously, yeah. than ten would be. I just picked ten as an obvious low example. Uh, and the second thing that would be important is how badly you fuck up. Right. Mm. Uh, if we fuck up so that 
we go from r equals 0.8 to r equals 1.1 well then that increase it's not going to be 33 percent a day it's it's going to be like you know about eight percent so that's a problem but it doesn't turn into an absolutely huge number until quite a few days have passed yeah right um and so it's all about trying to build lag into the system right now so that we can yeah we and can not, deal, we can ha hop on any kind of outbreaks yeah. really fast That's yeah i mean got, from our understanding of the disease the r value has was was possibly as high as five when it first arrived and people yeah. were just not aware of it at all and everything was completely normal uh, by the time the pub closures happened it was probably already down to 2.4 because lots of people were aware of it so they were probably you know, I was at a funeral on March the 6th, I think. Uh, and at, at that, people were already going, oh, we're not meant to be hugging or, or shaking hands. And a few people did, but most people didn't, right? Mm. So basically, that that interaction knocked the, the potential low value there down from 5 to, say, 2.4 or whatever. Mm. And then as, that, then as people, you know, the demand of the pubs closed, people stopped going to the pubs, all those things started happening. Then our faults, I mean... It, the exact modeling of this would be argued about but basically or somewhere between 0.5 and 0.8 now yeah and, and the, there's an argument that by the time the government brought in the stay at home order we probably had taken 80% of the value out of her right uh -huh. so we'd actually already we'd probably taken it down to about 1.1 which was still increasing yeah. but was very low uh, and then the, the hope is that okay they start removing those restrictions but also in the meantime we've lent behaviors you know that we've got better at the hand washing and the coughing and yes. they're not touching your face and all that sort of stuff and you and, and also much more aware of that's a crowded situation i don't think i'll go into it yeah uh you know like all, all that sort of I stuff i remember i distinctly remember gigs i remember going oh I, will i be going to that gig yeah and then i was going no i'm not going to that gig and then the gig started getting cancelled anyway so yeah yeah so, no yeah, exactly that was, yeah, uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And we're not, and none of those gigs are coming back, not until at least. Yeah, yeah, September yeah. I mean, like, you know, October, most people will be able to, so. to remember the last time they went to the pub, and possibly the last time they went to the pub will have been at a point that they were at least somewhere aware and were wondering about it. Yeah. And then there's probably a time after that where they went, do you know what? I don't think I'll actually go out. Yeah. Uh, you know, or went to the cinema, or went to a restaurant, or, or whatever. So yeah. there's, there's all, all, all that uh, would suggest that they, there's a, this stage shouldn't trip us up. You know, like it, it shouldn't push her significantly above one. Uh, and that's basically what yeah. Nefford are doing. So yeah. what they're doing is that they, they, the phases are about, because they don't, what, um, what they keep saying, you know, they it's not like they can control how people actually behave, no. right? What they can do is give advice and people choose to follow that advice or not follow that advice. But in pedag pedagogical studies, like behavioral change is the most difficult change yeah. to actually increase. Like there's a, there's a strong... Uh, motivation for us to get this right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, you you have to put you have to take that in to the equation, but at the same time, it's it yeah. still feels very difficult because yeah, it's the, really the, against our culture and it's against yeah. our. And also, we're coming to the point where we feel like you've won something and you kind of deserve. You want to celebrate you know, a victory? Exactly. That's yeah, yeah, problem. that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you, it, can't. you can't celebrate a victory yeah, because. Yeah, yeah. The next battle is we have to learn what the new normal is, and we have mm. to do it in such a way so that we don't go backwards. Yeah. So that's going to be interesting. I mean, if we have, if if we can do what Iceland has done, I, must, I haven't checked the stats today, but Iceland had 
four days in a row with zero cases, I think. Yeah. And if you look back at the previous 12 days, there were only three days where there was uh, any cases. I think two with one and, and two with two, right? You could sort of have a mini victory celebration from that because the risks are, are at that stage very low. Yeah. Uh, uh, but... We're, we're not, sir, we're we're not nowhere near that we're yet, not there, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the countries that have got that low have been able to have a much more normal way of doing things. Yeah. But also, like the South Korean thing we talked about the night before last, yeah. uh, that can still go There's wrong. There's another example and of it can, how it can go wrong. Yeah, yeah, and because of the whole, because the virus is very aggressive in the right situation, yeah. um, it can go wrong in the sense of infecting a, a whole load of people in the in the right in an ideal in a sense, very but. short space of time so yeah. I think but the main I mean so the other main lesson for that is to keep things small yeah and that needs to be that, that's going to be long term it's going to be keep things small for a, a, a very long period of time i.e. no electric picnic you know oh yeah uh, no packed football stadiums no packed churches yeah. uh, no 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 at Christmas uh, type, which is a, a, a pub in Stony Batter that does traditionally Christmas party too and the Glimmerman's packed anyway and probably 500 people packed in there tight none of that stuff can can happen yeah until probably until we there's a vaccine essentially that's 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 the way it's going to be but you know once we get the caseload way down well then you can start to have gatherings of 20 and 30 and 40 50 who knows the the upper limit is probably you know you probably don't want to get much beyond that small we'll, we'll, small. we'll just call it small gatherings you know so it's like it so it's kind of like they, it. it's like that's the reason guidelines will be issued andrew that's the exactly way it it's it's why it's why this thing that kept coming up when they initially did the draft guidelines about weddings yeah what's a small oh, yeah. wedding and what's yeah. a big wedding you know yeah. and then they were not really able to say it but i think part of the reason they're not really able to say it is because it's kind of like yeah you can't really more than 50 people <laughs> but also it's also dependent on how low we can get the number of cases i mean well, no, but that's what i mean if, if we yeah. hammer that so, flat yeah if we hammer that flat then 50 yeah. is a risk because you do have the risk that if there is a yeah. sick person at it then 45 of those 50 might get it yeah and typically one or two of those would then die from it yeah so that's a very significant risk particularly if you're organizing that wedding you obviously don't want that to happen However, if we if if you've hammered the cases, or you could end up being one of the dead people. Oh, you could. Yeah. However, if you've hammered the, if if society has hammered the cases flat and that happens, yeah. well, then there's an outbreak of forty five we have to deal with, which yeah. is manageable. Yeah. If you have a wedding with two hundred at it and one hundred and eighty people get it, that's a much harder thing to deal with, particularly because they've all gone back to different parts yeah. of the country and blah blah blah. Yeah. So that that that's why the and if know, we had twenty of those weddings in one summer, which is very possible. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, 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 and you know, and classically, like electric picnic, if you have fifteen thousand people crammed into a single tent and fourteen thousand of them get it, and then they all go home. Well, then <laughs> so, like, there's two hundred thousand people go to that thing. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to it when it was small and cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, and tomorrow is uh, is Thursday, on which is a really exciting day. That's the modeling day. That's that'll be the modeling day. The, that'll be the, the estimates for RR. I don't maths, expect any any surprises. The math that. people will be yeah. in maths or math math whatever. Anyway, that'll be so we can cover that tomorrow. Okay, thanks for that. It has been my habit for uh, many years, and probably years too, to wake up in the morning and as your coffee is uh, is percolating to turn on the radio and listen to the news. Uh, in recent years, of course, it's been national public radio. 
Uh, why you would want to do that to yourself, I don't know. You know, I go through whole periods where I don't turn on the radio, where I'd, I'd rather read poetry or just uh, listen to the sounds of the morning. Uh, the, the early news in the morning gives you every abuse that has transpired in the previous 12 hours, and it's already a fait accompli. It's already happened, so you can't change it. All you can do is feel bad, but you've got no place to put it as you sail into your day. Now, why would anybody want to do that to themselves? Nonetheless, I did turn on NPR. It's been about uh, two months ago, and uh, the news came on, and I was I became increasingly appalled as the morning uh, progressed at the corporatization of national public radio. And so I, uh, I, I went into the dining room table, whipped out a piece of paper, and dashed this one off. <laughs> 